Welcome to Limitless Chatter. My name is Shelly and my co-host is Stephanie. She is also my Limitless Ministry Partner. And with us Hello. today is Karina Ruthenberg. Hi, Karina. Hello. Thank Hi, you for Shelley. joining us. Yeah, absolutely. Before, before we get started, Stephanie will lead us in prayer and then we'll, um, we'll move on with our topic. God, we want to thank you once again for giving us this opportunity to share your word and reach hearts in your name. We ask that whoever needs to hear this ends up finding this somehow and that we can just share your word and help them grow in their relationship with you. Thank you for everything you give us. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. So Karina has joined us to talk about being the church in a weary COVID-19 world. This has been a really difficult year. We're ending it. We're getting ready to start 2021 and hopefully brighter days to come. But not all is lost. We do have the ability to still do what we do as Christians. So Karina, if you wouldn't mind going ahead and telling us what you've got for us today. Yeah. So, you know, no, this, none of this is new to anybody, but we know that this last year has been absolutely crazy. Um, I'm sure it's going to go down in history books, uh, be written about, I bet 2000 books come out of this year, um, about managing it, you know, surviving it, everything else. And, uh, I know that there's already sayings like, um, that's so 2020, you know, (laughs) that's so crazy. Um, and I'm sure that will be happening forever, you know, um, definitely be something that those who have, have gone through it will never forget. Um, and in many ways, it's been really negative and hard and, you know, people have died. Um, just things that we never thought would happen have happened, yeah. you know, churches being shut down, schools being shut down. Uh, just changes in our culture that we would have never imagined would happen happened overnight, you know, and um, there, there are a couple things that for me um, that I feel like the Lord has really impressed upon me during this time. Um, And and I will confess that I got kind of uh, caught up in the being angry that somebody was telling me I had to make wear a mask and, uh, my flesh came out, you know, being told what to do and such, um, not being able to go to church. Um, but the bottom line is there were a couple things that the Lord really impressed upon my heart to focus on. And the first one was time to slow down. Yeah. So three of us here, uh, out of the three of us, who did a jigsaw puzzle in the last eight months? <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Um, <laughs> How many had a hundred times more Zoom calls than they ever did? <laughs> Didn't know Zoom existed until COVID. Exactly. <laughs> who did who did Zoom? Yeah, who did Zoom calls with their family or friends? Did I? <laughs> with me, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So lots of new things that happened in our life, you know, but. Praise God that we had this technology during this time. Or can you imagine Mm -hmm. how unconnected we would have been uh, and how much more difficult? So to me, that was, that was something that was just a little nugget that the Lord gave my heart that I'm in the middle of this, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. 
So that time to slow down, time to focus on his word, time to focus on family and praying for family, praying for others, um, time to focus on what he wants and not what, what my next task on my to-do list is, you know? Right. Uh, right. And then the second thing that he really highlighted to me was what I think is not going to be a temporary thing. I think it's going to be a permanent thing. And that is, which I think is a good thing. Um, and that is that the church has left the building and that we mm-hmm. for too long as Christians have sat in a church building waiting for people to come to us, yeah. Um, yeah. to come to, into the building, into the pew, to hear the sermon, to hear about Jesus and hope that they find salvation and walk out um, our brother or sister in Christ. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, uh, you know, due to sin, due to whatever, um, many have left the church um, and said that, you know, the church is hypocritical, that it's um, it's not what they want, you know. And so there's many in my generation, probably in your two generations as well, I'm sure I'm older than both of you, um, that, you know, I, I grew up in the church. My parents grew up in the church. Well, there are generations that are now not growing up in the church. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so how are we going to reach those people? We're not going to do it by sitting in the four walls of a church. No. Right. So, um, as we look at the body of Christ today and in the future, it's my opinion that the father is asking us to look beyond those four walls and meet people where they are. Right. So um, it's, I don't think it's an accident. About two years ago, um, my brother and his wife and my husband and I started a, um, to begin planning for a church plant called Restoring Church KC. And yeah, we were in training for that. Uh, My brother and I both got licensed as ministers uh, in the Foursquare denomination. And uh, I mean, we, A lot of work and a lot of heart and a lot of emotion went into this. And um, during COVID, we're like, I don't know, the Lord just kept speaking to me that I'm going, you have to pivot. You have to switch. You have to shift. You can't do church as normal. And what the Lord Mm -hmm. really put on my heart is that we need pockets of believers in homes, in smaller communities and smaller fellowships where people can come together in a safe space, you know, not be worried about being exposed to too many people um, and still fellowship, still get that community, still have, have that um, being fed and feeding others, you know, and not that you can't still do online church and, or some churches have continued to be open, but so the Lord clearly spoke to us that we were not going to do a church building plant, that it was mm. totally going to be um, an online uh, or a small venue in homes. And then yeah. eventually virtually across the city, across the United States, um, that it was going to be a virtual wow. church eventually with, with pockets of fellowship in homes. Wow, and yeah, it's just a vision that he gave us. And uh, I, I was reminded this today as I was putting this together um, of Hebrews 11.1. 1, now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance of what we do not see. And as he spoke these things to us, we're like, well, how do you do that 
um, what's that look like? But in whatever we do, you know, we have to, um, we have to take that step of faith, just like you guys have done with this to just say yes and step out mm-hmm. in faith and do it. So um, the verse that I really wanted to bring today is Matthew 5, 13, 16. You are the salt of the earth. But if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. And you are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on a stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Now, Jesus said that he was the light of the world, but Mm -hmm. we are the light of the world as well um, because we reflect his light to those that, that come in our path or that we minister to. Right. So how do we reflect his light in this crazy world? Uh, it, with COVID Ooh. restrictions, with masks on, you can't even smile. People can't even see your smiles, you know, mm-hmm. uh, unless they can see it in your eyes. Um, you know, <laughs> and Shelly, you know me, I'm a, I'm not shy person. No. So uh, I talk to just about anybody. So COVID has been, and I'm a hugger. So it's been kind of difficult emotionally for me because I don't get to hug and I don't get to chit chat and see their (laughs) face and, you know, um, so it's been, uh, emotionally difficult, but, um, just a couple of notes. We are to be a light to those that are broken right now and hopeless. Mm -hmm. We are to be salt in the difficult conversations. So there's a lot of difficult conversations going on this year too, whether it's Mm -hmm. about, Um, the election or about COVID restrictions, you know, the vaccine, they're difficult conversations. And it's not that we shouldn't have those conversations, but we have to be salt in those conversations. We have to bring truth in those conversations in love, which is not always easy. Um, Yeah. I like how you mentioned adding, you know, bringing the truth in love. I think that is so important because if you just charge at somebody, they're immediately going to run away. So, right. Right. But in the same, at the same time, if we don't speak, then Mm -hmm. truth is not being spoken, you know, and it depends. There are things that we don't necessarily need to speak into, but um, we are to be Jesus with skin on us so that um, those who don't know him can come to know him. And we need to be the church wherever we are um, yes. because we are the church. The church is not a church building. We are the church. Yeah, so just, right. just some ways. And I thought maybe you guys have some ways too, that you could think of, um, of doing it in the, these days, but just a couple things. Uh, invite those who are comfortable with small gatherings into your home for fellowship and encouragement. Yeah. Um, you know, just to get together over a meal or get together to study the word. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I think so much me growing up, we did that a lot. We had people over and studied the word, did Bible study and prayer meetings in our house a lot. Yeah. And um, I don't know that all, a lot of that just happens at the church anymore. So people need to be mm-hmm. open to opening their homes Um, have your ears and eyes open to the needs of people around and ask the Lord to bring you divine appointments of people that need, need an encouraging word, Uh um, or need a hug and are open to getting a hug. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, I just ask people, do you hug, you know, and I go ahead and (laughs) hug them. Um, 
see people, this is actually our kind of our tagline for our church, but see people, hear people and love people. So in the craziness of our normal day-to-day world, we zoom past people, don't even see them. But, you know, as believers, especially, we need to have our eyes open and our ears open to be able to see them and hear them. And they need to feel that we see them and hear them and know that we are present and not necessarily that we have the answers, but we know who does, you know? Yeah. So we, if I don't have an answer for you today, I can pray with you. I can, you know, seek the Lord on your behalf. Um, you know, whatever needs to be, um, in, in crazy places, you know, I think especially when you're getting, eating a meal out with your server, have your ears and eyes really attuned mm-hmm. then with your postal workers. I mean, cause we don't see as many people anymore. Um, you know, so make sure that you're taking advantage of your, the opportunities that you have coming in contact with people, especially people that are serving us, you know, that are, have continued to work, um, and without skipping a beat during this whole time and who a lot of times they get beat up, you know, Mm -hmm. um, people have been verbally abusive. I know to servers and the such, uh, because they're upset about something. So make sure that we're speaking, um, truth and light and love into their lives when we come in contact with them. It reminds me of this, uh, fall, um, had a late young lady come by that was doing, the census. And, uh, she's like, do you, I mean, she was skittish. She's like, uh, would you talk to me about the census? You know? And I'm like, sure. And, you know, she had this big clipboard and it was kind of difficult to hold it and flip the pages. I was like, Hey, if you don't care, come on in my house. We sit down. Really? And she goes on to tell me that she had been screamed at, cussed at, threatened um all that morning and i mean people are just getting treatment that you know it's just kind of crazy so yeah um i ended up i prayed for her and she's a single mom and it was you know that was definitely a divine appointment um if we're listening to people we just might find a need that we can meet or at least be able to connect them to somebody else that can meet that need yeah you know yeah so somebody's looking for a job, you know, just have your ears perked up. Oh, you need to talk. Mm, who can I think of? Or, hey, I'll be praying. You know, let's pray about that right now. Um, mm-hmm. Or uh, and, and even if you do think of somebody to connect them with for a job or whatever their need is, maybe see if you can, um, if it's not, you know, too much trouble, uh, all get together together so it's not as awkward for that person to meet that other person, yeah. you know, blindly with ne- never um, sure. meeting them. And don't just tell people to talk to so-and-so, but see what you can do to, with three-way call or whatever, a Zoom call, um, to make that thing, make it happen. So yeah. crazy story. Uh, a couple weeks ago, I met a young lady. She was a server, and she had tattoos of Bible verses on her arm, and she just had a really spunky uh, personality. And my husband and I just fell in love with her. And... Um, she ends up telling us her whole life story, which was awesome. Uh, it was awesome. Uh, she had a great story. Single mom had been an addict, been sober three years and she had lost all four of her children, but she had gotten all four of her children back and, uh, working at IHOP really hard, trying to make, make it on her own and do things on her own. 
And uh, so I knew the Lord had brought her into our path and we ended up doing some things to help her out. But uh, the craziest one was she texted me one morning um, and said, do you know anybody that's hiring? I've got to find um, some place that is more stable. I'm just not getting the hours here. There's not, you know, I mean, restaurants aren't as busy. And she said, I'm just not making the money you need to make. I was like, well, let me pray about it and think about it. Well, I had to go to Rally House that morning and buy my husband, Mark, um, a shirt for Christmas. And I'm in there and I'm seeing places packed and they're struggling serving all the customers that they had. And I'm like, are you guys hiring? And they're like, yes. And I said, I know a girl that's looking for a job. Can she work daytime hours? Oh, that's exactly what she wants. And um, they were like, well, we have an available interview at 11, uh, 11 o'clock on Wednesday. Do you think she could be here? I was like, yes. Her name is, you know, Bethany. And so they were like, okay, we'll put her down for an interview. I mean, crazy stuff like that. You know, the uh, expect the unexpected when you really open up your heart, open up yeah. your ears, open up your mind. And just remember that um, we are all called to be ministers of Christ. We're all called to share the, um, uh, the testimony of Jesus and to share the glory of Jesus. And we can't sit back and wait for somebody else to do it, that we have to do it. And we need to be, bring the hope in the lives of those that are around us during this dark time. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I do too. That's amazing. Amazing. (laughs) And that story is awesome. I love how God really just reached in and made that happen so quickly. Yeah. 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 And he's done that continuously in this young lady's heart. He must have a great plan for her because he's done it over and over. Yeah. You know, I think the other thing too is in our culture, I don't know, you guys are way too young to remember the Jesus culture. I don't really remember the Jesus culture. I was alive during it, but during the 60s. I read about it. Yeah, I know, right? (laughs) Um, But during the Jesus culture, the, the, um, uh, what do I say? The idea was that the world was getting darker and darker Mm -hmm. and that they had the light and they needed to protect that light and not join in the darkness. So they really, Mm -hmm. truly separated themselves um, and they felt and believed that Christ was going to return any day. So, you know, they did crazy things like um, put a, a, a sign on their car and and say, in case of rapture, this car is yours free, you know, no money due. And um, they didn't really, you know, get into the any kind of career because they really believed that Christ was returning. Um, there's just a lot of things that, you know, they didn't try to be salt of the earth or a light mm-hmm. to the world. They were more concerned with going to heaven than they were building a kingdom on this earth and having an impact in our culture. And that I think is one thing that believers really need to tune into is that that is our job is to Mm -hmm. impact our culture and to impact the lives of those that we touch. Um, We're not to pull back. We're not to not hang out with them. um, But we're, we're to, uh, we're to uh, reach the lost and help those that are hurting. So, yeah. Makes me think of the phrase, be in the world, but not of the world. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. 
And I think the salt of the earth really speaks to it too, because the salt gives it flavor and uh, keeps it from rotting. And if there is no saltiness, then it will rot. It will get darker and darker and darker. So if we look at the world and say, oh, look how dark it is, whose fault is that? Yeah, It's really the fault of the believers um, because we are to be the salt of the earth and the light of the world. Yeah. And we're also called to be the the hands and feet here on earth. So, you know, we, we have to represent, we have to bring people in, we have to share whenever we can. Uh, One thing I, I am going to set a goal to be better at Stephanie will tell you, and, and I don't know if you remember, I don't really like to talk to people. <laughs> you're, you're a little bit more introverted. <laughs> I am. So for me, you know, if I see someone that, uh-oh, where'd Stephanie go? Fall if off. I see someone struggling, for me, it's She's a little not. difficult um, to approach them and talk to them. So yeah. that's something that I've been praying about, and I want to be better at noticing and being able to step out of my comfort zone and do like you do and, and talk to them. And I, I'm much better here on video. <laughs> and, and that's okay. We all have different gifts, you know, yeah. um, I'm a preacher's kid. So, you know, I was taught to go door to door and witness to people. People would think you're crazy if you, or they'd think you were a different religion if you did that today, you know, but that's what we did. We went door to door and we shared Jesus. Yeah. So, but we have, you know, my husband is a, a servant. He is not one that wants to be in front of people or to share or speak, mm-hmm. but he has a servant's heart. He yeah. will do, he will do anything you ask him to do, put the chairs down, pick up the chairs, you know, um, he loves to serve others that are ministering as well. So, um, you know, God is good. He gives us all different gifts. If we all had the same gift, it would be kind of boring. Yeah. You know? So uh, this ne- upcoming weekend, something that we're going to do, which we've done before. I'm sure you guys have done it as well. But um, I know in our area, we've probably seen more homeless this year than we've ever seen. So we are going to make um, what we call necessity bags and yeah, socks, gloves, toothpaste, toothbrushes, gum, water bottles. Um, uh, uh, Yeah. Uh, Different things, you know, granola bar, um, beef sticks, that type of thing, put them in a bag and then we'll load up our cars. Each of us will have like five of them in our car behind our uh, driver's seat. And then you pull up to a um, a stop sign and there's a homeless person. You just hand them the bag, Um, you know, so um, that's just an idea. One in my car right now. There you go. (laughs) Yep. So we've done it off and on. We haven't done it in a long time. So we're going to work on that this weekend. Oh, awesome. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I did too. I did too. It's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I I ran across the scripture when we were talking about um, the topic for the week, Ephesians two nineteen through twenty two, and it this spoke to me about this topic about you know us being the church. So all right. So then you are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God, 
built on the mm -hmm. foundation of the mm -hmm. apostles and the prophets, Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone in whom the whole structure being joined together grows into the holy temple in the Lord. In him, you are also being built together into a dwelling place for God by the spirit. So that, when I read that, I thought, okay, that they're not talking about four walls. Mm -mm. They're talking about a dwelling place within us. Um, for us yeah. Being the church, like you were, you were talking mm -hmm. about. Mm -hmm. And not just within us, but within us. Right. So, you know, I mean, I'm sure you've experienced this where you meet somebody and you just immediately know that they're a believer because your mm -hmm. spirits connect, right. you know, and I think that's one of the most exciting things that's happening right now is that more and more people are doing this type of thing, um, which we will be able to reach people much easier and on a larger scale. We just have to figure out how to get to that audience, you know, right. but um, you know, that the Lord is, is calling people out of the church, not out of the church, but out of the four walls, you know, to, to be creative and use their giftings and talents um, to reach the world today where exactly. they are. Meet them where they are. There are True. people out there who they know they're seeking something and they just don't know what. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or they've lost faith in what they were taught yeah. And so they're seeking a new thing, um, you know, and I have faith and believe that because I've had my own children, you know, walk away from the Lord. And my, my belief is that God will bring them someone into their life and then he'll use me in someone else's life. Who's maybe, you know, in the same situation, my husband, Mark didn't right. come to know the Lord until he was 37 years old. But when he came to the Lord, he looked back and he's like, oh, my gosh, the Lord brought that person into my life and that person into my life and that person into my life. And again, we have to have our ears open and our eyes open so that we can answer that call and say yes. Right. And sometimes we don't even realize that we're making an impact on someone. Yeah. They, just by being an example, even mm -hmm. if you never talk about it, just the them being able to see Jesus in our hearts, yes. mm -hmm. I think that that can impact someone tremendously. And, and we don't even have to do anything. Jesus just says, ah, shines out of us. <laughs> Showing kindness in a situation where they don't expect yeah. you to be kind. Yeah. Um, you know, acting in a way that they are going, um, whoa. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And one of the things, though, too, is and I have had this a similar conversation in other groups and things like that. And one of the things that, that was brought up is that sometimes we may not necessarily see our seed that we plant come to fruition right. because like you said, in your husband's life, there were multiple people along the way. Yeah. So maybe somebody plants the seed, somebody else waters it, somebody else waters it, somebody else waters it. And we don't know exactly where in that chain God is placing us but we just know we need to be a part of it. Right. Yeah. And we need to be obedient and plant the seed and not worry about the rest and let the Lord worry about that. Exactly. So we want to see, we want to see the results, you know, because that's the culture that we live in results driven, you know, yeah. and that may not be what he's calling us to. Nope. Yeah. Right. right. 
Well, it is nice to see results, though. I'm not going to yeah, lie. It is. <laughs> so like having the immediate results is wonderful, but that doesn't always. Yeah, happen. <laughs> that doesn't always happen either. So another great story. Um, I said I was a preacher's kid, so we grew up. You know, we always lived in a parsonage. Um, that the church provided. And sometimes, of course, we weren't rich, but sometimes we were in nice neighborhoods and it was kind of difficult. And we lived in this really nice neighborhood. All the kids belonged to country clubs and they were, you know, kind of snobby. Um, and uh, there were several uh, of the kids that lived, mostly boys, that lived in the neighborhood that would make fun of us because we didn't swear. They would try to get you to, they would try to t get you to say the Lord's name in vain. And, mm -hmm. you know, and my parents would sit down and talk with them about the Lord and invite, you know, our house was always open to them. Um, but they were very honest and truthful with them too, about where we stood as a family. And, and so grew up and probably 15 years after I left that neighborhood, I got a phone call from one of the guys that lived in that neighborhood and, um, I mean, we were all good friends. We went to high school, middle school and high school together. And he said, I'm looking for your brother, Kevin. And I was like, oh, well, he's living in Florida and blah, blah, blah. We get to talking. And he said, Karina, please let your parents know that the seed that they planted came to fruition. Aww. He said, I'm born again and married to a born again woman and walking with the Lord. So, um, I had another one from the same neighborhood just recently reach out to me. Uh, he saw some posts that I had on Facebook about the fact that I was a delivered alcoholic and um, he was as well. And so he called me and, and uh, we talked for, I hadn't talked to him in 30 years and we talked for an hour and a half on the phone. So wow. um, yeah, I think God likes to give us those little nuggets of hope that, you know, mm -hmm. that are, what the seeds that we planted will come to fruition. So right. look for that those awesome. as well. Yeah, that's right. And it's so great. I love those stories. Yeah. yeah. And that's one of the things with us putting out these videos, we'll never know who watches them. We'll never know right. what, what could come of it. You know, who's watching this story right now and thinking, you know what, that's, that's really important to me. I should do something. We don't know. We'll never know, but right. that's okay. We don't yeah. need to know. Right, exactly. Because if this if this spurs one person on to an act of kindness, yeah, and they share the gospel or do something that spurs on to somebody else, and that spurs on you know into other people and the other people. I mean, it could just who knows what could come of this. And Absolutely. that's what we want. That's what we want. We want to glorify God's name yeah. by starting that and planting that seed. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And let him do the rest. Let him do exactly. the rest. He I mean, is I'm, the I'm, great. Oh, I'm sorry. Didn't mean to interrupt. I was just going to say he's the great gardener. Yeah, <laughs> mm, he is. Karina, I'm, but then I'm, he is because I got a I got a black thumb. Anyway, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I really like your idea. Um, what it, you know, you were talking about God leading you to um, doing this small group type yeah. thing home. I think during this time when we're all kind of separated, it's important to come together, even if it is just, you know, two or three people or, or whatever, just to have that connection and be face to face with someone uh, so that we don't lose that. You know, for me being an introvert, mm -hmm. I'm fine staying home and right. <laughs> not ever seeing a single person. Yeah. But 
I can't really do much with that. So yeah, I, I know that um, God wants us to be joined together. He wants us to yes. be so I, I really like that idea of the of the smaller setting. So yeah. um, and you, you said that you're going to try to do virtual eventually, yeah. So we're in transition right now because it's a funny thing, God God really likes to keep us on our toes. <laughs> So we started this with my brother and sister-in-law and um, another couple joined us and we've really just been praying for God to bring the right people. Kind of like uh, Shelly, you have Stephanie, right? Mm -hmm. Really that core team that's going to help you build it. I mean, it took us two years really to go through training and to develop a name and, you know, really a mission of, you know, what we were, and then God switched it on us with COVID-19 well, my brother and sister-in-law in August, my sister-in-law went to visit her mom in Florida and came back and said they needed to move to Florida because her mom was failing. So my brother and sister-in-law uh, just left yesterday for wow. Florida. And wow. the other couple that uh, we are doing the church with, um, they are moving to Branson at the end of January. So we are in major transition and really truly holding on to Hebrews 11. Mm-hmm. Uh, that faith is, you know, believing in things unseen yeah, and yeah. It's hoped for. Uh, we know, we have no doubt that God called us to this because there's just been lots of, lots of confirmation along the way. And right. um, you know, just lots of things. He actually gave me somewhat of this vision about six, seven years ago. And so the fact that it came, I never thought I'd be a licensed minister ever. Um, so how God brought this all together was just kind of crazy. So I don't know what he's going to do with it. Um, you know, I think, I think the Christian church, um, has some bumpy roads ahead. Um, that's just my yeah. personal belief yeah. that there's going to be some persecution of believers and of the church overall. And I believe mm-hmm. this might be part of why he wanted us to do it this way. So yeah. I don't know. I don't know. So either way, we're being obedient. And um, but I can keep you updated on where we're at and how things are going. Please and, do. We would yeah. love to hear how things are going, and yeah. and when you get things launched, we would love to share that. Yeah. yeah. So my brother's plan in Florida then is to launch down there as well, and then at that point we probably will go virtual. So it might just be still the four of us, but like you, you know, if yeah. you build it, they will come. So mm-hmm. it's just, yeah. it's just our job to say yes. That's right. That's right. And exactly. I remember that. And Stephanie and I have talked about this in length. Like it doesn't matter if we have one viewer or a thousand viewers. Right. We just feel like God's called us to do something and he's going to send people that need it. Yeah, absolutely. And and we're we're solid believers that that's the case because yeah but we're not we're not really we're not really pushing it out there like right you know just within <laughs> our friends and yeah. if they you know we're we're relying on God to handle that <laughs> yeah and that's what we've done with the church as well yeah you know word of mouth and we share it on Facebook but we're not yeah. doing a big huge marketing plan you know this is this is God's church it's not ours. So, yeah. Love yeah. that. I love yeah, that. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Well, appreciate you being on with us. Is there anything else yeah. you want to add before we sign off? Uh, can I pray over your ministry? 
Oh, absolutely. Of course. All right. Thank you. Thanks. So, Lord, I just come before you, and I thank you for Shelly and Stephanie's hearts. Father, I thank you, Father, that you gave them the will to say yes when you um, place the call on their hearts and their minds. And I pray that you would just bless all that they endeavor to do, Father, that you would give them vision, that you would give them um, wisdom, that you would give them discernment, Father. Um, even as they ask people to be on the show, Lord, I pray that you would provide um, what they need. I thank you and praise you for all that you're doing in your church and in your kingdom. And uh, Father, we do await the day for your return in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Much. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I'll just, I'll just say too, if, if whoever's watching this right now, if, you know, if somehow this show has impacted you or any of the other shows that we've done have impacted you, please drop a comment. We'd love to hear from you. Um, share with others. Um, yeah. you know, we're just relying on God to get his word out there. Yeah. Karina had some great ideas. Yes, I loved it. Yep. All right. Well, thank you. And uh, we will talk to you next time on Limitless Chatter.